Right. I get that. But I'm just kind of like, hey, no, there's no, no judgment, judgment here. At all. all right. Anybody listening? There's no judgment. All right. Dating app guy, not dating app guy. Who cares? I hope everybody's getting laid. And welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie Jackson, back with my co-host. Erica Spira. Hello. Hello, hello. I am excited today because you have had a date on the East Coast. Oh, yes. I've been back on the East Coast a couple weeks now because of my egg freezing and I have a bunch of Valentine's gigs. So also happy Valentine's Day. Just come out. Happy, yeah. Happy Valentine's post, Day. It'll post, be... but happy Valentine's Day, well, everyone. Yeah, hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day. We we, <laughs> we probably did. We probably did. We're spending it together. We did. Yes, we're manifesting great Valentines for years to come. Just a romantic dinner of me, Allie, and my friend Talia. <laughs> it's going to be lovely. You know what, though? We are going to a steakhouse, and supposedly steakhouse bars are a great place to meet men. Okay, you just reminded me. I, um, this week, had a dinner with a couple friends. We ended up going to, I've never been to Sugarfish. You ever been there? No, but I feel like I should. I, I it's, think I need to. It basically is a cheaper amakase. Amakase, mm-hmm. am I saying that right? Yeah. Um, than like, you know, other amakases I've tried in the city. Uh, and it's really, really good. I was I was like, oh, okay, I get the hype. It's fun. It's yeah, cute. I've heard it's also it's easy. You go with the group. It's like, you all get the same thing, split, whatever. Um, so while we were waiting, we looked up like other sushi places nearby in case the wait was too long, whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Turns out we were near this place called The Hue. It's very similar to like a DeKalb market or an Essex market where you like just go down a couple little stairs and there's like cute places to sit. But also there were these bars and they were packed with dudes. And uh, I was there like town. not super early. Yeah, like 7, 7.30, midtown after work, loaded mm-hmm. with guys. And so then I'm by myself to go check it out. I come back and I just say, I'm like, oh, well, I'm like, this is too long. I was like, just packed with dudes at the places Let's go! across the street. And then all my friends go, yeah, we all have boyfriends. I was like, okay, Damn. well, it's packed for me. <laughs> See, See you later, no, ladies. <laughs> like, I just didn't realize it. I was like, guys, I have great news. And then I was like, oh, everyone's in a serious relationship. I forgot. No one well, cares. Well, I found a new spot. I found a new spot. But yeah, like little areas like that, packed, packed with guys. Where I was tempted to be like, how long is that wait? I'm just, I'll just get a drink over here. I'll be- mingle a bit and then I'll come back. <laughs> we have all dinner to talk. I'll be back. <laughs> well, you know so- what we should do? Because we our dinner reservation on Wednesday is like a little bit on the later side. If we're out early in time, we could grab a drink at one of those bars. It's not that far away. Oh, yeah. I'm down. Or, you know, at the steakhouse or whatever. But it probably will be datey, you know? Yeah, Valentine's Day. I don't. I don't you think there's going to be know. tables of bros, but it is a big going out night in New York. I've had a couple fun Valentine's nights where I just went out for drinks with really? friends. Yeah, you know how no. this? No, especially I don't think if it's so. if it lands on like a weekend, especially. But like a lot of times, it's you know it's kind of similar to Halloween, where it's like people are out, people are you know they don't want to be home. Popping. It's like a, it's a it's a holiday that makes you be like, I don't really want to just be sitting at home. You know, that's true. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But so anyway, well, I'm sure we had a lovely time. We had a lovely time. By the time the stairs, <laughs> it was lovely. It was <laughs> very fun. Ah, love a steakhouse. Um, but yeah, so I ended up. Uh, I was swiping on Bumble a bit. I ended up talking to a couple people that were down the shore area. I figured, why not? Different pool. Who knows? Hell yeah. Um, and right, yeah. And I ended up um, 
going out with this guy. I'm actually struggling to come up with a nickname. So I'm kind of throwing it to the to all the listeners here. If something if something sticks out from what I say, <laughs> let me know. Or maybe we wait till date two um for this one. But um yeah, we ended up just uh we ended up going to this little like pub that's like a really hot local spot, but since it's an off season, it was kind of perfectly not crowded. Oh nice. Yeah, but it's like it's like a dive that's clean. I don't know how else to explain it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like wooden boots. It's very like warm feeling, but not fancy. Perfect kind of mm-hmm. first date. Hey, let's meet. Um, it was very nice. He offered me if I wanted to get food because he hadn't eaten yet and he was going to get food. And I was like, oh, I already ate. So I just had a drink um, mm-hmm. and uh, had a really nice time getting to know him. I just, I don't know, just had fun. Easy to talk to. That. Yeah. And end of the date. I did linger. I was open to a kiss. Didn't happen. But okay. then, yeah, but then he already was like asking me about a second date. So I was like, great. We'll do this That's again. Awesome. So we'll do something else. Did he ask you for a second date in person or was this like afterwards in text? No, in person when we were saying uh, goodbye. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because it was Friday and then it kind of was like, ah, this weekend Super Bowl. I was going out of town the next day for a gig, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, then we were talking today. And we're going out tomorrow night, actually. So what's the plan? <laughs> so so he's like uh, from around here. So he knows way more spots than I do. Mm-hmm. And he was very like, okay, um, you know, what are you thinking? What are you in the mood for? And I'm always like, I eat anything. So yeah. I was like, do you like seafood? Do you like Italian food? Like, is there anything that's a no on your list? Like, whatever. And for the first date, he sent me three places to pick from, which was very nice and considerate. I love that. And yeah. And when we were on the date, he mentioned one of them having something that he really loved food wise. So I said, what was that place you mentioned before that had whatever good food? Like, I've never been there. Down to try it. What what was the thing that he mentioned food wise? I'm trying to brainstorm nickname ideas. Oh, yeah. I do not remember. Um, Oh, damn. Okay. Because also, I might have gotten drunk on the date. And... (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to mention that part. Uh, yeah, yeah. The date nickname is Erica Got Drunk. It's like, oh, cool. I literally, when we were talking before we hit record and I asked you if you'd come up with a nickname yet, in uh, my head I was like, what could we play off? <laughs> yeah, I got a lemon drop, which I never order. You ordered a lemon drop? Is that a bad move? I feel like after I ordered I was like, is that a move of someone who doesn't really drink? They're like, ooh, the lemon drop. I'll try I mean, they're delicious. I just would never have imagined that would be your order. I don't, you know, I'm not a beer person. It felt like a beery yeah. place. I didn't trust how good the wine would be. So you I went, was like, yeah, no, I'll, get a, I'll get a mixed drink. And then in a panic, I picked a lemon drop. <laughs> I don't know. I think there was part of me that was like, it seems healthy. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, cause it's basically I, lemon juice and some booze. I don't know. You know, it was like a it was like closest thing to a gimlet, but it, it did have a sugar rim, so that maybe that wasn't. I might start calling him Lemon Drop, no matter what we decide. <laughs> that might be. That could be a fun <laughs> one. But I feel like that's more on me. Oh man, that's fine. That's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, that'll just be his secondary nickname that I refer to him as. <laughs> yeah, I was just. I don't know. I was having fun. You have, you know. That's the thing about cocktails. You have one, and then you're halfway through the second, and then it just suddenly hits you, and you're like, oh. Oh, lemon like, these drop. Were, yeah, these were too delicious. I drank them a little fast. They're very they're very good. You know? I agree. Uh, and he's just eating a steak sandwich. <laughs> the little lemon drop. 
uh yeah i don't know that was Amazing. i don't know you know because you're like talking and then the server comes over and we already did the oh give us a second and then when she came back i was like oh lemon drop lemon drop <laughs> just lemon drop it is yeah well especially i don't to be honest with you i'm 90 percent, 99 percent sure he said he doesn't drink but then i said something because he didn't say like i'm sober and then i said something like oh like uh, you don't drink often or you don't drink at ever. all and then right. I felt like the answer was unclear. Mm. And then I said something like, yeah, I don't really drink much either. And then the server comes over and I'm like, lemon, lemon drop. drop. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I, th- I do actually think that that jives. <laughs> that the person that like doesn't drink much is like, dive bar, lemon drop. Lemon drop. I, I bet it's, <laughs> it was delicious. I'm not complaining. I bet it was. I bet it was. The sugar rim sounds delectable. I had fun. I had fun. Uh, yeah. uh, it reminds me of um, I think I was in like Mexico or something with my family I was somewhere where like you can drink at 18 and I was mm. technically 16 and it was like in front of my Ooh. mom and I and I was trying to see like ooh would they card me you know and oh I go gosh. up and, I, and the, the, you know certain bartenders just all of a sudden like what do you want and I just immediately said I'll have a cosmopolitan please wow <laughs> just know it because it was just the first thing that came to my mind and I was like confidence Erica I was like, I'll have a Cosmo. And then he leaves and my mom just goes, well, what did you just order? I said, a Cosmopolitan? I don't know. I was like, I just I don't I know. I was like, I thought the key was just confidence. So, and my mom was like, yeah, people, people haven't been ordering those since like the 90s. And I was like, whatever. Oh my God. Cosmo it is. She's like, what's in it? I said, I don't even know. It was on Sex in the City. That, it reminds me of one of the times my family and I were on vacation. My brother was in a similar situation where he was like 16 or so. Yeah. And my dad, we were at dinner. My dad was like, oh, Drake, like, you know, if you want to order a beer, like, you can. Meanwhile, my brother drank, right? But my parents don't know that. So my right. brother like, orders. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, okay, sure. So like, oh, what should okay. I get? So he orders a Corona and they bring it with a lime. And this idiot puts the lime in it, holds his thumb on the top and turns it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm just selling it, dad. I just—I don't know. I saw it on TV once, maybe, and my parents look at him like, "Oh, you've done that before." <laughs> yeah, this isn't. That was too comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a, I guess I'm a panic drinker. I'm just like, uh, okay. So Cosmo? you're there with your panic lemon drop. I'm there with my panic lemon drop, having a fun time, having the time <laughs> of my life, just drinking lemon drops. I'm just—I'm just a new person. I—I'm a. That's like I, I don't even know where I live. I'm like, where, where do they drink lemon drops? Key West, Florida? I have no idea. This is exciting. Um, but yeah, I had a fun time. So then, um, you know, he was talking to me a bit today about like where to go, what to do. I suggest, mm-hmm. I don't even remember the name, whatever that other place is. And then all of a sudden he says, do you like thin crust pizza? And I said, yeah, of course. Yeah. Who doesn't? And then he said, oh, there's this really good, you know, pizza place. Have you ever been here? I said, no, I haven't. And he said, there's another place I think is better, but this place has better ambiance, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm game for either. I trust your judgment. Yeah. Down for pizza. Uh, yeah. So he uh, he's also a teacher. So I said to he because then he said, what time do you want to meet? And I said, well, I usually eat early. I was like, I assume you're done with school early. And I guess there's also supposed to be a snowstorm. So I was like, why oh, don't we yeah. go? Yeah, like early-ish. And he was like, and then he goes, like, what time? I'm like, 
I don't know, man. Five slash six. I like. What are you back? I'm in like, Los when Angeles? are you out of school? Two p.m. I have no idea how this works. When are you out of school? <laughs> like, when school over? Um, so we're gonna go at five thirty, and then all of a sudden he said, "So, are you down to try to win a free T-shirt?" Huh? And I said, "I'm listening." Like, how, how do we win? Like a pizza eating challenge? Yeah. How do we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said. He goes. If you can, he goes, we each get our own pizza. If you can finish the pizza yourself, you get a free t-shirt. And he said, it's thin crust, so it's not that hard. I haven't tried to do it in a while. In a while. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's some, I thought it was going to be like, it's trivia at the place or something. Right, and it right, was right. like, oh, you're challenging me to eat a whole pizza? To eat an entire pizza on our second date. Yeah. Uh, okay. Game on. Like my first thought was like, well, I guess you're not trying to get laid if you're like, let's go <laughs> each eat a full pizza and have a good time. Oh man. Okay. So that's what you're going to do tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I guess that's my date is, is trying to eat a whole pizza. <laughs> oh shit. Good luck. I mean, here's the thing. I think I definitely could do it, but I'm more just like, I don't know if I want to eat a whole pizza. That's a lot. You know what I mean? Pizza. Cause I did. This is a side note. I had a, a little bit of a mess up with, uh, I did Instacart from Costco when I came back oh, to the yes. shore because I keep like not having groceries. So I was like, let me get some good stuff I could like freeze or whatever. And just like, I have mm-hmm. it here so I don't buy food. I'm trying to save money. So, you know, you live in cities forever. It screws up your like price range in your head. So you're just like, oh, some Greek yogurt, some this and that. And like the to- grocery total, I was like, that's about two weeks of groceries. <laughs> The delivery oh shows up. But it's up. Costco. Dude, I have a Greek yogurt thing that is the size of my head. It's Costco. Because <laughs> that was a plain one. I was like, well, I like plain sometimes. And then I ordered a case. And I thought it'd be like 10 yogurts. It's like 30. You ordered a case from I, Costco? I was, it was so cheap. I didn't think it was going to be that much stuff. Basically, all I'm trying to say is I love Costco, but it is a place you should shop in person because, because it's hard oh to gauge. Oh, my God. You know, I ordered like a tzatziki dip. I have a tub of tzatziki in my fridge. I I will say that I am still, I one time made this mistake, literally this mistake, ordered Instacart, ordered Costco through Instacart, but I, I ordered a bunch of like house supplies. And I, this was, I am not shitting you 10 years ago and I am still using Ziploc bags that I bought. Oh God. Yeah. I, I bought thousands of them. Because it's like four <laughs> boxes in a box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So anyway, here's the thing, though. I will still say I have saved money because I have not needed to go out and buy anything. It's all here. There you go. But I was like, yeah, this person probably thinks they just dropped off like a bodybuilder's order. It was like so much chicken, oh my God. Greek yogurt, cans of tuna. Just your girl stocked up on protein. All right. I mean, I'm eating lots I'm of lean protein you. right now. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, oh, and I got a thing of protein shakes too. So I was like, well, oh, look at me that? go. Look at me. Look at anyway, you go. That's a side note. Look at me. <laughs> I'm eating protein all day and then I'm just eating a full pizza at night and having a lemon <laughs> drop. I'm just having the time of my life down the Jersey Shore. This is my new time identity. Of your life. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, so we might be, we end up calling him the lemon drop, which is uh, technically on me. I, oh, I well. love it. That's what I'm going with. Maybe. If anybody's got a better suggestion, happy to hear it. Or if, if something sticks out of the second date, maybe I'll change it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can we can uh, be open to change. Right. And I was trying to think of like teaching terms that were fun 
fun to say like curriculum but then i was like i don't i don't know if i want to say that every week yeah that's tough yeah i also don't know that that, that that's not that fun to say it's not it's not it's not really sexy <laughs> mr curriculum no. uh <laughs> i mean it could be an interesting role play situation <laughs> i don't think that that won't go good for me i'm not core math not my specialty regular math i could do it but core yeah. math he's also a history teacher so maybe there's something we could work in with there oh Those okay are- yeah. yeah. Sorry, right. guys. This we is on me. I got with. drunk. I was just more focused on having fun than gathering details for the pod. And therefore, it's lemon drop. <laughs> therefore, it's lemon drop. That's what happened. The lemon drops. That's what happened. We panicked and it's lemon drop. Lemon drop is yeah. just when we panic now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's all That's all for me for now. What, what about you? What do you have going on? Uh, well, I just got back from Costa Rica a couple days ago. Oh, nice. Which was amazing. And... Again, I mean, I I say this every time I travel, and every time I travel, I am continuously impressed by the Sunset Lake CBD sleep gummies. Specifically, I really, really love the one, the tincture that they just came out with. They're not gummies, but the tincture that they just came out with that's melatonin-free sleep CBD. Do you feel like works just as good or? it One, it works just as well, but the other thing about it is that I took it when I was going to be on the plane and I wanted to sleep for most of the five hours of the plane. But if I had taken one with melatonin, I would have been groggy for that short of time. Okay. Right. So it's almost like melatonin is a move for sleep through the night, Mm -hmm. eight hours. Got it. All right. That makes sense. I don't, I don't have mine yet. It's in LA, but I told my roommate to try it. I was like, try it. Let me know. It's fantastic. She loves the melatonin one. Yeah. Yeah, they're so good. So if you haven't tried Sunset Lake CBD yet, you can use our code FMH20 to get 20% off the whole website. You can use it as many times as you want. SunsetLakeCBD.com. Yeah. If you have too many lemon drops, you need help sleeping because you're a little wired from the sugar rim. SunsetLakeCBD.com. Take take that Sunset Lake CBD to help you knock out. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into, into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. It really, it really is fantastic. Um, but Costa Rica was incredible. It was like not only beautiful and relaxing, and there's waterfalls and hot springs and mud baths and just gorgeous, gorgeous scenery. It was also really cool to connect with other Trova Trip hosts. So I was there with four other Trova Trip hosts. Trova Trip invited us down. We just spent the week like bonding, giving them feedback doing content for them and also getting content for us. Like I got to like have a professional videographer record me like doing a little like shtick about my travel. Um, it was just really fun. It was really fun. And it was your first time there, right? My first time there. And I happened to have a Trova trip planned 
in April. So it was kind of cool to like get the lay of the land, different area of the country. But I still, I feel, I feel a little bit, you know, like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And isn't it also, it's like a place your parents used to go a lot. Yeah. Good memory. My parents went, so their college friends, their college friend group are, I want to say eight couples and seven of the eight that all met in college, all were dating I was, in college. I was about to say, did, did this mean college couple, like everybody started dating during college time, including yes. your parents? Including my parents. And they all it's went to the same school? couples. All went to the same school. All became like really close friends. Oh, we should go back to college then. That's it. Problem solved. <laughs> That's how you date. Find my this husband. I'm going to go back to college. <laughs> yeah. And Sorry. seven of the eight couples, well- my parents aren't still together, obviously, but seven of the eight couples didn't get divorced, put it that way. Like only yeah. one of the eight couples got divorced, which is kind of crazy that they all were such close friends in college, all dating to this day. So they've taken yeah. several like one trips. Half of the, they're like the one half of the divorce statistic. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that group has taken several trips to Costa Rica together. They travel all over the place together as a group and they went a few times and there was one time, one of my favorite pictures of my parents is in Costa Rica because it was for one of their milestone wedding anniversaries, maybe like a 30th anniversary, 40th anniversary of one of the couples Aww. in the group. And they all went and they had this big dinner planned. And as a surprise, the couple who planned the trip, whose anniversary it was, they secretly got all the wedding songs of all the couples that they did their first dances to really? and played them at the dinner. That's so sweet. I love that. It was adorable. I mean, so I hear, obviously, I wasn't there. But my favorite, so my, one of my favorite, favorite pictures of my parents is them like slow dancing in Costa Rica to their wedding song. That's so cute. Oh, yeah. I have like chills. Yeah. You know, I'm a music like, person. I'm like, oh, what a nice touch. Yeah, it was. I still to this day, I'm not sure how they, because it was a surprise to everyone. So I'm, I don't know how they did it, but uh, just well, It sounds really, like somebody really made special. a mix CD is my guess. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just a special place. It was a special place for them. So it was like cool to be back there. On my trip, I'm actually going to be in that same area that they used to go to. So that'll be cool too. Well, we'll we'll make sure to play Fergalicious for you. <laughs> so you can, <laughs> and I'll just you can have your dance, dance moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll contact the Trova trip. I'll be like, excuse Thank me, I have you. a mix CD for Allie of all her karaoke songs. Thanks. Thank you. Make, Thank it, a, you. make it a nice romantic evening for everybody. We got Just Like a Pill, For Delicious. Like, for Delicious Death. What's the other one? New York State of Mind? I, Empire State Empire of Mind. Empire State of Mind, yeah. yeah. Just like, you know, um, just a classic classic mix. Set the mood. <laughs> Set the just mood talk amongst yourselves. I'll be over yeah. here. Set the mood. Don't mind me. Get with it. Come on. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, it was just, it was great. And it just, it made me so even more exhilarated to continue to connect with our community and go on these trips and also connect to more hosts and other people who are doing this. And it just, it was very much like a fill your cup kind of week, you know? Yeah, that's nice. And it's also nice because, um, well, I remember you telling me this. <laughs> I'm acting like I'm there. I'm like, you know, it was also great about the trip, Allie. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but the Portugal trip we're planning, a couple of the people had been on the exact same itinerary essentially and said it was great yes so, um, and even more yeah have heard amazing things about the portugal trip from not only one of the hosts who was there but also the trova trip founder and the head of brand were the two people from a trova trip who were there and they were raving about that itinerary as well and like how many hosts absolutely love it it's one of their most popular trips with their highest reviews and 
So, and there are still tickets left. So if you're interested, findingmrhyde.com slash travel, you can check it out. Yeah. Come hang with us. Yeah. So that was amazing. I did realize when we were recording Patreon this past week, I, I got a comment asking about the speed dating event that I went to that I meant to update on last week. And then we got just a wee bit distracted by the speed racer situation. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Still, still <laughs> so, no response on that, right? Speed racers oh, wrapped up? No. Oh, God. No. Um, so we got a wee bit distracted by that, and I totally forgot to update. And I just wanted to give a shout out to this speed dating event. It was run by um, Skip the Small Talk. They run events in many different cities, including London, I found out today. So they're international. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So check it out. If you live in a major city, they well, sounds like they likely have events Either speed dating is newer for them and might not exist in all the cities, but they started with like friend connection events where you just meet people. And the whole idea, obviously, it's in the name, is to like have deeper conversations. They give question cards out to everyone that are actually good. Like they're not cheesy. That's always my question with these like um, dating events when either of us go. A lot of times there's these like icebreakers and stuff. But then the question is, did you use any of them? I We did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, more in the beginning than the end, because I think once you get going, you don't necessarily need them as much. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, we were answering things and or we would see it and be like, eh, we don't need to talk about that. It was just really well organized. There was no confusion or awkwardness about what we were supposed to do or where we were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. So highly, highly recommend. I, I have to ask, do you remember any of the questions? Because I feel like this is everybody, right? Everyone's like, first dates all feel the same. Feels like we're always in small talk world. Any questions stick out stick out to you that you can remember? There was one that was, I forget the wording, but it was very similar to when you're on a job interview and they ask you, like, what's your biggest weakness kind of thing. Mm, okay. It was like something along the lines of like, if I if I was gonna say no to to going on a date with you, why would it be? Oh, like that wow. kind of thing. Like, what's your biggest red flag? Kind of, kind of thing. Neither of those things were the right word. Are the right wording, but it was, it was interesting. And it was like, oh, is this person going to tell me an actual legit thing, or are they going to do the bullshit job interview? Like, I just work so hard. Yeah, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, like I yeah. people have to tell me to to log off because I'm so dedicated to my work. I, I'm always like, is spelling a bad thing to say? I would say spelling. That's a weakness. Is that I mean, bad? I, think, I don't know if that's bad. No, I've mean, gotten jobs. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you've like, gotten jobs. Well, it's an honest one. And I say, I know I have to, I have to double check my spelling. I know I'm not the best speller. Yeah. Like, Mine is that, is that I, I'm always like, I have, my brain is very solution oriented and so, and I usually have like a very clear idea in my head of what like I think a solution could be. And I often forget that I have to take people along that journey with me because like I'm oh, like the there already. Answer. Yeah. For okay. the work answer. That's my answer. So it's still like not a weakness answer. Oh no, it is. Cause it comes off very abrasive. Oh, well, I don't, I didn't know if you had <laughs> that part in. <laughs> I don't know if you're like, so sometimes people say I'm abrasive anyway, yeah. but the point is I have an idea. I, I but I I do say that in not so many words basically to be like mm. because the other thing now this is career advice but the thing that I think is more important about that answer it's like not about what your weakness is but about like 
the fact that you know that you have one because everybody does and the things that you do, like you check your spelling twice now, the things yeah. that you do because you know that you have this weakness to like work on it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you've gotten hired. So I guess I you have. Tell yeah. people you're abrasive in an interview. <laughs> I mean, I won't put it that way. You're like, I don't, I should pick a different word. Different Um, word. Different word. It's almost like how you say those who can't do teach is the saying. It's, it's kind of along that, like when you can do it, you don't know how to teach it to someone else. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't know. I just get it. Yeah. I had, I struggled with that when I first started coaching volleyball. Cause I'd be like, I just do this. Just, why don't you just, you just put your hands like this and then this will happen. Like when I was really young and trying to coach. Yeah. That's the most common example is a lot of great athletes are terrible coaches. Yeah. Because it's like, well, if you have natural athletic ability, it's like you, you maybe didn't have to like go through steps in a, in a, in a certain way. Yeah. It's not me saying all teachers don't know anything, by the way, anybody. No, but it's a skill. It's a skill. It truly is a skill. Yeah. Yeah. So anywho. Back to the speed dating event. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Any, anything else? I'm just curious. I'm like, because that's something I even feel on dates where I'm like, yeah, I just get to something I'm, a little more, not even deep, just like not small talk kind of bullshit, you know? And that's that's their whole thing is that like, just skip past the, so what do you do? Where are you from? Do you have any siblings? Like skip past that part. And, you know, and they do say in the beginning, you know, you do not need to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets today. Like that's not the point is right. that you know you don't have to bury your soul um but it was great i enjoyed it i did not get any matches but i got a very lovely email telling me <laughs> that i didn't get actually like the loveliest email that i have ever gotten telling me that i didn't get any matches really? i enjoyed their email they have a good rejection text script they had a great great rejection script 10 out of 10 no notes on the rejection script from skip the small talk yeah so highly recommend check them out um and before we get into we're doing listener questions this week but before we get into that we got a scam submission to our podcast submission form yes thank you for submitting so this listener says it's a scam i've very recently been i suspect scammed from two matches off hinge the first one seemed fine until they asked for money then got really nasty when i refused the second, I wanted to give the benefit of the doubt, but there were some very close similarities in the backstory as the first guy before I trusted my gut and blocked him. I'd like to think I'm a smart person, and while I didn't lose any money, it's hard to know who to trust going forward. Would be good to know if anyone has been scammed and what they've done to work through it and trust the dating apps again. I mean, my opinion on this is don't give anybody money from a dating app. What are we doing? Well, well 100%. I think she means, though, like to work through the fact that she now has trust issues where she's worried that everyone's trying to scam her. Oh, wow. I feel like this is when people are like, how do I know they're looking for a relationship? It's like, you don't, well, are yeah. they acting like that? Or is that what they're saying they want? Like, like this, I'm like, Oh, the minute anybody asks you for money. Very yeah, good job. Not losing any money. Yeah. This, it's hard for me to relate to this. Cause I'm like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have empathy for some sob story for a stranger on an app i would immediately be like "Ooh, scam what are you doing has, it, has it ever happened to you has somebody tried to sob story you or like ask you for money not in a dating app sense that's Me like trying either. to show interest i've had it like in other things and then it suddenly comes up where they're like oh i could possibly use this this and that and there's usually like some website they send you that is trying mm-hmm. to seem legit and i'm like no i'm okay thanks no yeah I- interestingly 50-50 on the poll of whether this has really? happened to people before. Yeah. Oh, shit. 
I was surprised because it's never happened to me. And I've been on dating apps for quite a long time. Yeah. Actually, this reminds me. I had something this week. Some guy immediately with Bumble said something like, oh, are you good at short surveys? And I was like, eh, I guess. I was like, what? And then I checked because I sent you a bio of someone I saw that was like, hey, I'm in a relationship. I work for Bumble. Oh, yeah. Send me yeah, your yeah. feedback. And I was like, is this a scam? Like, even that, I went, is this a scam? Is this, are you just trying to get people I've seen to message people on Hinge that, or one guy in, in particular on Hinge that says that. Right. But it was weird. He didn't have in his little job thing, Bumble. I was like, buddy, lie better if you're lying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're just like, what did, why isn't that as your job? Anyway. Lie better. Um, but yeah, this guy was like a short survey. And I said, I guess so. What for? Because I was intrigued. Yeah. And then he just sends me a screenshot of like, you know, when you go to your phone to add a contact and it's just blank. Yeah. So he sends me a screenshot of that and I send a question mark like, oh, that's the survey. It's your phone number. I did. And then he said like, oh, you like, give me your information. We can like talk over text. Oh. And then I just said, so what is the survey? Like I was like, is this That is. That is yeah, the survey. Like, very poorly executed pickup line. Yeah, I was like, this is, sir, this is actually very confusing. Because yeah. <laughs> even, because he didn't even say, like, give me your phone number. Like, that would have been more smooth. Yeah, very poorly executed If he just line, said, what is your phone number? And then, like, if you give the phone number, it's like, survey completed. That's more playing with the bit than, uh, yeah, he's fucked up. Is. Anyway, but I just, I didn't like it. I unmatched him. I was like, I don't, I don't know what the hell this is. Like, it seemed weird and after there was like no recovery where i just was like um no thanks like yeah, i don't know. just no side note but i'm like Oof. anyone asking for money really at any bad. point in dating i think is absolutely bad don't bad. do it i don't care what the story is no you're not married yeah. to this person finances even if you don't want to be married whatever level of serious is your ultimate level of serious okay no not happening no money given to people period yeah, at some point I might like cuz I I actually have lent like my my most my longest relationship. You I did, did lend him some I did lend him some money. Yeah, and he paid he paid me back. No, I wouldn't have told you no. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my take on it. I'm like, "Whoa. No." It, Granted, de- you don't it have definitely to share. does it definitely does get dicey or can get dicey. It didn't in this case to get dicey at all. Yeah, but anyone early dating that's trying to like Oh, ask you to. Bar- I don't care if it's. I don't care if it's twenty dollars. It's like no, let's no. Early it's, dating it's- is real tough, but I I think back to her question about like how to trust the dating apps. I think it's exactly like you said. You just trust but verify kind of thing. Like you just have to trust until you don't. And I think in this scenario, I would be heartened by the fact that my gut instincts have are protecting me. I'm doing a good job of that. And I'll just keep trusting my gut and then I'll be okay. Yeah. Or look at the math. It's like, all right, these are two people. I'm sure you didn't have only two matches. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. It's not like so every like, single okay, person you're matching with is a scammer. Right. Even if it's two out of 10, the odds are yeah. in your favor. Okay. But yeah, no, no Great. money. No, don't no, be giving yeah, personal do information money. or money or anything like that no. from strangers. Hell no. No, 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 anyway, no. Anyway, but thank you for submitting. Yes. And reminder, if you want to submit your scams, you can do that at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. We also have a phone number you can call in and leave us a voicemail about your scams. That number is in the show notes. Yes. Please send. Listen up, guys. 
If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. And now for our questions. Listener questions. All right. Time for our listener questions. And if you have a question you want to submit to the pod, findingmrhight.com slash podcast has all our submission stuff. So please, yes, please yes, submit yes. your questions. We love hearing from you and your updates. I love getting an update yes. to any of these that we answer. We love an update. And there is a section now on the on the form. You can say update and we want to hear them. So please send. Anyway. All right. First one here. Hi, Allie and Erica. I've been on a few dates with a guy that I really like. And I feel generally good about the direction that things seem to be headed with us. However, we did have sex on our second date, and since then, sex has become the dominant dynamic in our lowercase r relationship. Normally, I wait much longer for this very reason, but he and I had known each other for years before, and he made a move, and there was already a built-in level of trust that normally takes a while to establish with dating app guys, etc. My question is, yeah, makes sense, but I'm also like, sorry, I know sometimes people don't like if I interrupt the question. When we say things like this, what bothers me is I almost feel like it reiterates kind of a sex shaming culture where it's like, listen, I don't care if you knew him for years before or you didn't. You decided oh, yeah. you wanted to have sex with this man. Okay. You had sex with the man. Like she doesn't have to justify why. Totally right. agree. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, don't feel the need to justify why. I wouldn't judge you if it was a dating app guy or it's not. Yeah. Like you went on a few but dates. Maybe you were feeling it. Okay. Totally. Maybe good context for us, though, that she's not used to having sex this soon. So this is like a new situation for her. Right. I get that. But I'm just kind of like, hey, no, there's no, no judgment, judgment here. At all. all right. Anybody listening? There's no judgment. All right. Dating app guy, not dating app guy. Who cares? I hope everybody's getting laid. Next question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. My question is, do you have any advice for walking things back? To be very clear, I don't want to take sex off the table completely. But I think it's best for both of us if we try to put the focus back on getting to know each other on a romantic level. I worry that we might be slipping into friends with benefits situation, which is not what I want. How do I bring this up? What should I suggest? Thanks for your help. 
I think she has the words right here in the question that she wrote us. Like she mentions that she's known this guy for years. So they have, in her words, a built-in level of trust. And I think the words that she said, you know, I don't want to take sex off the table completely. She's enjoying it. But I, I would like to get to know you more on a romantic level. Like I'd like to, you know, go out on dates and have more conversations. I am curious what exactly she means by sex becoming the dominant dynamic. Like, does that mean that they're not going out? Does that mean that, you know, their dates are now, hey, come over and we'll, you know, hang on the couch and hook up? So a little more context needed there maybe. But if that is the case, suggest you go out and say like, hey, like I, you know, love our physical relationship. But like, I would love to, you know, spend some time out there in the world getting to know each other too. Also the part that she says about, I worry we might be slipping into a friends with benefits situation and that's not what I want. Those are great words you could say. Like that is such a valid thing to be feeling. And if you haven't had that conversation about what you want and don't want, great opportunity to do so. Yeah. Cause the thing when I read this, I'm thinking is like, well, this is kind of two ways because we don't know the details of like, are you still going on dates? Are you like, is this person yeah. doing what they said they're going to do it, right? Or is it just you're in your head because you had sex a little earlier than you usually do and you feel like that filters these people more or whatever it is, right? Because one hand on this could be like, yeah, when you start having sex in a relationship, all of a sudden honeymoon phase kind of activated and you are having sex kind of all the time. You know, like totally. those first whatever weeks, months where it's like, oh, every time we have a sleepover, sex is happening. That's also like a natural thing that happens. And I don't know if that's what she means where she's like, oh, now I feel like sex is like the dominant dynamic. You know what I mean? Like I was like, it could just be like you're kind of in honeymoon phase and there is that yeah. comfort because you've known each other a long time or whatever it is. Or it could be like she's saying or like you implied like, oh, does it feel like romance is gone and we're not like actually dating anymore. And now it's just, oh, we're just at each other's apartments and we're not like out in the world together. Right. So that's the detail we don't have. Because I would ask her, I'd be like, remove sex just out of the equation of what you guys are doing. What is happening in the relationship is is my first question. Because I would do the same examination if I'm having sex or not. It's like, okay, are we communicating consistently? Is this person actively making plans with me? Am I being a part of their life? You know, like it was just Super Bowl. Is it like, oh, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? I'm going to my friends. Do you want to come? Like, am I being included? Do I feel like I'm being hidden from your life? Or like, you know, how is this person treating me when they have a bad day, good day? Are there any games I feel like they're playing where they're not answering me for a day? Yeah, That's all the stuff that's like, you, you have to try to focus on that, you know? And sex can cloud our judgment sometimes with all that stuff where suddenly we're like emphasizing so much on the sex one way or the other. Like, I think this might be from Men Love Bitches. It's... um. It said, like, women have clarity before sex. Men have clarity after sex. Mm. And it plays on, like, the post-nut clarity. So for women, I guess we could coin the term pre-nut clarity, right? Which is usually why we're sometimes waiting to have sex with someone. We're like, oh, the minute I have sex, I'm now overanalyzing all these, like, little things. And, hey, that happens to you or it doesn't happen to you is what it is. Um, that I feel like, yeah, remove sex out of the equation. What's happening? What's going on? And if you feel better having a conversation about it, have a conversation about it. And, you know, in that, you do have to reveal your feelings. Yeah, I think that's a key part of it. I think a key part of it is is being – there's not really a way to get around being vulnerable here. Yeah. In that sense, which 
you've been physically vulnerable. So hopefully if given that and the built-in level of trust that you mentioned, you you feel good being emotionally vulnerable also. And if not, then that's also something to look at. Yeah. And I think, like you said, the friends with benefits line is a great line where you could say, hey, sometimes I feel like this is a friends with benefits thing going on. And to be honest, that's not what I was looking for. I'm I'm into you. I, I really like you. I'm enjoying our time together. You know, what do you see this as? Where do you see this going? Um, and also it's a great opportunity then for you to bring up whatever level of exclusivity you're comfortable with. If that's just, hey, by the way, are you sleeping with other people? I'm not. Or, you know, uh, as of right now, you know, to be honest, I kind of see you as my boyfriend. What do you think about that? That's really all you got to bring up. You know, it sounds like you might also just have this anxiety because there's no like official title or something that you've discussed between the two of you. Yeah. And it's only been a few dates. So I think like, you know, I think just being able to kind of navigate what direction it's going in is going to be great. And please keep us updated. Have fun. Have sex when you want. And stop having sex when you want. (laughs) I think that's the the footnote of this email. And if you want to stop and slow things down, slow it down, baby. Like Usher at the Super Bowl. Totally agree. Oh my gosh. Usher the Super Bowl. Incredible. Oh, so fine. So I great. did I was really upset about how quiet his mic was in the beginning. Yeah, but that's not on him, you know? But no, you know not at all. That's why I was I w- upset. I was rewatching the performance because I was checking my order to see how many I got right. Um <laughs> I noticed like in the post, you know, like posted on YouTube, they like upped it and changed it a bit. Oh, good. I'm glad because that was really rough. Again, yeah, to your point, not his fault, but I was like, turn him up. I know. I know. Oh, well. It got better. It got better. It was really the, um, I don't know what you call a mic that you're wearing when you're dancing. The one that's not handheld or on a- It's like the Britney Spears mic is what I call it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It was really the problem with that one. Okay. Next question is from Allie. Hi, Allie and Erica. Huge fan of the pod. So this dilemma is one that I accidentally put myself in without realizing. I was in a relationship for a little over a year and a half with a wonderful person who ended up not being right for me. We ended things amicably over differences in compatibility and his struggle with identity and personal growth, his words. The relationship had slowly been growing colder over the past few months, so the breakup felt like a natural conclusion rather than a sudden gut-wrenching shock. While all of this is happening, a new, friendly, cute coworker pops up out of the blue. We would chat infrequently when we saw each other around the office, and when we did, his genuine enthusiasm was infectious. He asked thoughtful questions about my passions and my life in a way that was refreshing and, dare I say, flirty. During one of these sporadic chats, he asked what I was doing over the weekend, and I blurted out that I was going on a trip with my boyfriend. At the time, I was still invested in my relationship, so I didn't think too much about it. Fast forward, though, my relationship has ended, and I'm reflecting on this potential missed connection. Basically, I'm worried I might have accidentally friend-zoned my cute coworker. Since we don't get as much time to chat now due to schedule changes, if I wanted to interact with him, I'd have to go out of my way to do it. So how do I let him know I'm available in a way that's casual? We only ever had a friendly surface-level relationship, so I don't want to come on too strong. Thank you so much for your wisdom. This is funny that she says, like, I might have accidentally friend-zoned my coworker. You had a boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Like, what are you, you going to do? You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, you had a boyfriend. You said you had plans for your boyfriend. That's don't beat yourself up about that. That's yeah, no, right it totally thing. makes totally makes sense that she said that. Know? It would have been would have been shady if she was like, "Oh, I'm purposely not going to mention this boyfriend because this guy's cute." Yeah, right. What if she was like, "Oh, I don't really know," and then the guy literally was like, <laughs> "Don't you have a boyfriend?" And that you live with him, <laughs> like whatever. Like how crazy would it be? Yeah, like, no, you I know did, you have a boyfriend. You did the right thing. You yeah, did the right thing, Allie. 
It's so, like now she's now, looking back, like, you know, whatever. Um, right. So what do we do now? Right. So basically, I feel like she feels like if she, like, found him on the company Slack and messages him, it feels like like too much and too forward. And also, yeah, all that shit is monitored by the company, so I wouldn't, uh, based don't on that Don't use front. the company Slack. Anyway, <laughs> don't use the company Slack, company email, whatever. Um, I think you just got to get in front of this guy, have a conversation, and literally ask him when he asked you, what are you doing this weekend? See what he says. And then I would drop that I don't have a boyfriend anymore in my answer. How would you drop that? What would you say? I, I might literally be like, well, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. Hanging out with my boyfriend. <laughs> we broke up. Anyway. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But it basically goes, this is why I'm having this conversation with you. Remember that boyfriend I mentioned? Not here anymore. Not here. Not here. You have to just find a way to slip it in. You could be as obvious or not obvious as you want. It doesn't make you aggressive. No. I agree. Because worst case scenario, he's not interested and nothing happens. And you're in the exact same spot that you're in right now. Yeah. And also the fact that you're not, it doesn't sound like on the same team and interact a ton at work. Totally. Then to me, I, it feels very fair game. It's not like this is your supervisor or you're their supervisor and there can be like a messy work dynamic. I think it's fair game to make some type of play. But I think the play is just letting him know that you're single somehow. And that could literally yeah. just be that you, you ask him to get a drink or go to a thing. I was and he say, might be like, oh, don't you still have a boyfriend? And you'll be like, no. Nope. Not anymore. That's it. My question was, is there going to be a way? It, can there be a way to like, do the, are there work happy hours? Are there work events? Like, is there a way to get him like out of the office? And if not, I, then yeah, I think maybe suggest that and be like, hey, like, I don't see you as much anymore. Like, we should catch up. Do you want to like get a drink after work? Yeah. Something easy. like that. Just something to get one on one time with them. Yeah. If it were me, I probably would not slip in the I don't have a boyfriend thing in the very first conversation we have. Yeah, you don't have to. But but I like the phrasing. But what's so. nice about letting them know you're single is it shows like I'm implying this in a dating sense. Because if all he knows yes. is you still have a boyfriend, then they think, oh, friend thing. Cool. True. So you also could just make it where you get their phone number and go, oh, my, I would love to catch up sometime. Blah, blah, blah. Like, let me get your number. And then you move to text, not company Slack. Text. <laughs> Cannot overemphasize <laughs> this enough. No Slack. Slack is out. Uh, but yeah, I think all you have to do is just let them know that you're single some way. And, and it's not too much and too bold no. to just ask them to get a drink, get a coffee, get lunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something. Yeah. And I think you really can use that you don't get as much time to chat now. Because if you were chatting fairly often before and like being caught up on each other's lives and now you're not that's your in yeah how would we feel about this this is company slack what i'm about to say (laughs) but i'm like let's say she can't just happen to run into him whatever Uh i don't think it'd be bad to send him a slack if that's an option you have gmail whatever however you can find his contact information in the company yeah and send a note that's just like hey haven't seen you in a minute Uh, i'm thinking of getting lunch tomorrow this place or I'm going to run out and get a coffee. Do you want one? Something like that where you offer totally. blah, 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 and then get their phone number. Yes. Be like, cool, shoot me a text so I have your number. And then we're moved yes, off. Yes, yes. How do we feel about that? Yeah. That feels... I think that's fine. Fully, not company fully violated. fine. No, 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 no. That is fully, fully fine. And I think actually a good move, I don't know what their office, like literal physical office is like, but it could be pretty difficult. Like... It would be weird if she traversed the entire office, took an elevator, went to his desk, and was like, hey there. 
Like, right. That's, that's why. I, that's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, if the, your only option is is technically the company Slack, even though we were like, no, we mean like, don't be making bold moves. Don't talk about your boyfriend company. in the company Slack. Yeah, no need to just just make it like you would to a friend, coworker. Where you go, hey, I'm running out and grab and take out from this place. Do you want lunch? Do you want to come? Whatever. Yeah, do you want to come? Come with. Give me your number. Whatever. I think that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I agree. I agree. But yeah, why not? Let us know. Go for it. It's on your mind. Okay. Next one here. This is anonymous. Hi, Allie and Erica. Recently, I've been going on some pretty good first dates that don't end up with a second. I think it's been easy slash fun conversation over a drink or two. And while none have been a standout, I haven't seen any reason to not go out again. My dates clearly feel different because either they don't text after the date or the few I've reached out to have said they get, quote, friend vibes. I can't help but think they are just aren't, they just aren't finding me attractive. I'm not an overly flirty person, so would love some suggestions of how to approach this. If possible, I try to suggest sitting at the bar so there's easier contact, but that's not always an option. Any easy go-tos to help it feel less of a friend date. Oh, I know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? Love that she's already same side sitting because that's that's always a good option from like a physical intimacy perspective. The first thing is that unfortunately, a lot of people are dating to find sparks and not everyone is going into a first date thinking like, oh, well, if there's no reason not to go out, like if I had a decent time, then it's a yes. A lot of people are looking for this like firework, sparky, like whatever it is, first date. And so that just is a fact. And sometimes there's just nothing you can do about that. Like the biker, for example. I had a nice time with him, would have been happy to go out again. He was looking for a spark. So like he didn't say he got friend vibes, but that's basically what he said when he said I didn't feel the spark I was looking for. I honestly think how she's thinking about the whole thing is wrong. You have it in your head. A few people said, oh, I see it as more than a friend. Now she has it in her head that she is giving friend vibe. You are not giving friend vibe. You're on a date. I think that has gotten into her head. Because Mm. a lot of times that's an easy letdown to tell someone, oh, I see you as more than a friend. And now you have it in your head that you're not flirty enough. You're not fun enough. You're not, you're not touching enough or something. And, and, oh, you're giving friend vibes. Unless this man is walking into the bar and you're being like, sup, bro. What's up? Fist bump. Let's get beers. Patting him on the back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you're, you're definitely not doing something that's so like, oh, you're like one of the bros, one of the guys. You know what I mean? Like the saying, I got a friend vibe is just an easy way to let you down that they don't want another date. And then on top of that, I feel like now she has it in her head that like you're not attractive or they're not finding you attractive. We have asked so many men on this pod. You, they are going on a date with you because they find you attractive. Yes. So that's not a thousand percent. That's not it. I'm like, I want to like revamp how you're looking at the whole thing. I want to be like, what is going to make you feel like the confident bad bitch that you are? All right. For me, I listen to Meg the Stallion. Okay. Meg the Stallion makes me feel like I'm the hottest bitch in the room and you can't tell me shit. Okay. That gets me jacked the fuck up. So I'm like, what's going to get you feeling like I'm hot, I look good, I feel good, and get your confidence back up? I feel like you're now in your head because of what two men said to you that they, you give a friend vibe. You don't. You're on a date. Especially, are you meeting these people from dating apps? 
They are dates. They're this dates. is not on you doing friend stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and and I get it. Sitting next to someone at the bar, yes, it's easier to like touch and maybe be flirty in that sense. But that's in your head, and I'm like, just because you're touching someone on a date doesn't doesn't mean you're establishing like real intimacy and real like, yeah. oh, we're really into each other. You know, like now I feel like you're in your head of like, I got to make sure I cross this friend line with this person. And and the easiest way to do that is, you know, being physical, whether you kiss, whether you touch, like, but that's not, that's not necessarily true, you know? And also I'm like, she clearly listens to this pod. We go on first dates all the time that don't turn into another date. Yeah. And that's kind of what I meant with the, like, not everybody's, you know, like you could go on a yeah. date and you think you want a second, like it happens all the time. It happens to us all the time. It, it sucks. Like that definitely it sucks. sucks yeah especially when you're I, like oh i was excited but it sounds like you're going in open-minded the way we are hey mm-hmm. i don't have a reason to say no to another date i'll go on another one you don't want another date your attitude's got to be okay on to the next then it's not anything you did yeah i do think i do think that flirting is a skill and that's something that like i've tried to develop over my life because i used to feel like i don't didn't have like the flirty gene if you will. Right. And so that there, there is something to be said for that. Like, you know, a little like extended eye contact or like some, you know, like those kinds of things. Not that that is the make or break reason though. It's not like, oh, if you do that now, these people who previously didn't want a second date will. But I do think that practicing being more flirty can get you into that bad bad bitch mentality that you were talking about. Yeah, or it's like, you know, it's it's like a banter thing. It's a skill. Yeah. It can be a skill and it can help. So like, that's why I was saying like, what's going to make you feel, we could say, what what makes you feel flirtier? If you're in your head mm-hmm. of like trying to feel flirtier, you know, we've read stuff that's like, oh, men find a dress most attractive. And you could look at that and you could say, fuck that, I don't wear dresses. Or you could look at that and go, oh, if I wear a dress, now I feel like I have a leg up. Now, now I have a little bit more confidence. You know what I mean? Like you could take this advice and use it like to your advantage or in a way that makes you feel better and makes you feel more confident. So if that would make you feel more confident, maybe cool. You wear a dress that has a flowy skirt, or maybe that day you go and get a blowout. You're like, you know what? Let me go get my hair done for this date. Like what's something that's going to put just a little bit pep in your step, make you feel good. For me, it's usually music. I like a good music that gets my energy up. Um, So that's what I was trying to think of. Like, what are some things that are going to get you to be like, Hey, I'm feeling good. I'm in the mood for a little flirt, a little, whatever kind of attitude because i'm like it's not it's not you the friend thing is not you i want you to get that out of your head it's not for me it's a high slit yeah show a leg that's yeah because i i love my legs and that's something that i like even in times when i'm not feeling as great about my body like i i I usually just look at my remember my legs because i'm like i love them and right (laughs) and that's something that it makes it easier to connect back to my confidence Right. Oh, okay. Exactly. Of like, I've got this high slit. I'm feeling flirty. I'll like take, you know, I do my little like pre-date pictures, which honestly, even if I weren't posting those, they help because I'll like kick out my leg. I'll like, you know, do a little like serve in the mirror and like it, it, it helps pump me up. Yeah. You know, you could, you could do things like that. Or, um, I'm trying to think like sometimes like, oh, I got my nails done. Like, oh, if yeah. I haven't a manicure in a minute. Okay, I feel good. I feel cute. Can I, can I say this? I did get a flirt move once. I don't know if I ever shared this on the pod. It was about like, when you take a sip of your drink, you should, like, that's when you should break eye contact with them and look away. 
And it said something like, it gives them a chance to look at you slash look at your lips, which could be very flirty or sensual. And I tried this. Oh, no. I read this and tried this when it was like Zoom dating era of COVID. And the guy was just like, who are you looking at? What are you doing? Oh, God. And I'm just never forgetting my head being like, I'm being sexy. I'm being <laughs> sexy, you- obviously. <laughs> and he was like, was there someone else in the room during this date? And I'm like, oh god, that did not that did not work in my favor. So I haven't tried that move since. But sometimes sometimes these sexy moves you read and stuff can like more fuck with you. You know? Yeah, I was like, I've yet to try this lip move. Or I guess maybe I was trying it on my lemon drop date. The um, triangle, but, the triangle thing. Well, that's if you want them to like kiss you, right? Yeah, yeah, but it can also just be like a like drawing it, like I think it can also just be a flirty thing. Yeah, giving someone an up down. Yeah. So sure. like I I lips, I I lips kind of thing. Right. I, I think know, the hard but- part of this game is like but you have to be like into them. So there's like just figure out if you're there's into that. them. You know what I mean? You don't want to go in the date being like I'm a flirt bitch. I'm a flirt 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 and then also the other date you're like, "Oh, I don't want to kiss them." And then they make a move and it's like, "All right, well you were throwing signals like you were real into it <laughs> up top." You know. Yeah, although sometimes it is easier to practice when they're hit, the stakes aren't as high. It, also true. Also true. So I guess whatever you're comfortable with. But I feel like yeah. my biggest like that thing bartender is like, that I was like, I was like getting my flirt on with that bartender at the speed dating event the other the other week because it was like a good place to practice. Great to practice. Bartenders are typically great flirts too because it's like it's yeah. it's their oh, job to just that's talk their to entire job. So, yeah. So yeah, maybe well, practice with the bartender. Get to their the, entire job, but get to the bar early. Don't drink a lemon drop. You'll get drunk, and you know, <laughs> don't do it. Do it. Lemon drop. <laughs> Easy on the lemon drop scale, but uh, you're really fun. <laughs> don't don't worry about those that feedback from those two people. Yeah. All right. Fourth and final question. This is a little bit longer. Hi, Ellie and Erica. My boyfriend and I have been together in a long distance relationship for about six months. In the beginning, I was hesitant to start anything serious with him because I was in a long-distance relationship before and it ended with me being cheated on. It's not the idea of long-distance that scares me. In fact, I think with both of our busy schedules, it's ideal. But it's knowing that I could probably bring some of my past traumas into this new relationship. When we were first dating, my boyfriend was very reassuring that he would do whatever it took to make me feel safe. Context, he's a divorced single father, has a healthy relationship with his ex-wife, which I've always felt comfortable with. Past six months, we've taken turns making the two-hour trip to where each other lives to spend anywhere from a day to a few days with each other. He's always made it known that he wants me to feel comfortable in his home, which is the house he used to share with his ex-wife. And I have. On a recent visit to see him, I was at his house alone while he was at a dentist appointment. I was getting ready in the main bathroom and happened to notice some pieces of hair in the bathtub that were not mine, nor his, nor his child's. This sent me into a tailspin, and I started to look around some more. I have to input that since this is the house he used to share with his ex, there are still some of her belongings around, and I thought it was a little weird but never really thought twice about it. I decided to look in his nightstand drawers. On his side of the bed, I found sex toys and lube, and on the other side of the nightstand, I found a bunch of women's clothing that I know were not his exes because they're all a larger size than what she is. I know he had one other relationship before me, so it's a possibility maybe the clothes are that person's, but I can't help but go straight to the thought that he's seeing someone else. That same day, he told me that his ex-wife spent a few days or nights at his house because she had a fight with his, her boyfriend, and that could explain the hair in the tub. This might sound naive, but I can't tell if this is my insecurity from my last LDR or if these are legit worries. 
I know I need to bring this up to him, but I just don't know how to approach it without sounding like a crazy person. I also realized that I looked through his personal belongings, which will probably break some of his trust with me. I don't know what to do. Am I being unreasonable? Do I confront him? And if so, how? Yeah, this is that classic um, finding evidence, but you didn't have a warrant situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or I guess the hair in the tub was her warrant that she was like, this is the, mine. Yep, the hair, in the, the hair in the tub was probable cause. All right, the one thing I think I want to X mm-hmm. off the gate that I would not count against this man is sex toys and lube in the nightstand drawer. That's where oh, you yeah. keep sex toys and lube. I don't... 100%. That's I don't, I I don't I think that's a sign of, oh, I'm having sex with other people. It's yeah. probably from past relationships. It sounds like she's surprised because it sounds like maybe you haven't used them with him or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's like... Yeah, because she definitely didn't know they were there, which would indicate they haven't used them together. But no, I, I agree. I don't think that's anything yeah. to think about. That's that's where mine is. And I'm using them with nobody. Yep. So. Same. And I yeah, I'm not <laughs> seeing anybody, let alone two people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, it's a nice stand drawer. That's... That's where you put that stuff. It's That's not, what it's, it's for. Not, it's not bedtime, <laughs> bedtime stories for his daughter. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. That's let's not count that about. Uh, you know, against Agreed. anybody. I'd even say this whole larger size clothing. Debatable. You don't know what someone's size is. Also true. Where it's like, what is you know? It could be pajamas. I don't know what the hell it is. Um. It's interesting that like the ex-wife staying there does not seem to bother her. Yeah, it it didn't seem to bother. It, I noticed that it didn't seem to bother her as well, which is great. I feel like that means that that they truly have established this trust, and it sounds like the relationship he has with his ex is is very healthy. So great, we're not worried about that, right? Like I, that's where I thought it was going to go, where it was like, oh, and this, like on top of everything. But it's funny that's like, yeah, you know, the ex wife's there a few days, so like maybe it was her hair on the top. And I'm like, oh, girl, we would have two different perspectives on. <laughs> Yes, a little bit. Yeah, because also it's the main tub. Like, it's the primary bathroom. It's not, like, the guest bathroom. And not that I don't know how I don't know how many bathrooms his home has, but – and maybe it's the only bathtub. So who knows? But she doesn't need to be bothered about that part. So that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the hair in the tub is a fair just, like, you see the hair in the tub. And it sounds like you've talked to him before about, like, I've been in long distance before. I was cheated on. I'm a little bit sensitive or maybe, like – look into things more, whatever her phrasing was. I'm not saying to use those words. But I feel like I would bring up the hair in the tub. I think that's where I would start. I would kind of be like, hey, I know I've talked to you before about like, I was in long distance. I've been cheated on. Uh, I noticed there was hair in the tub that's not mine and not your daughter's. Um, and to be honest, it has me feeling like what's going on and, I, and I'm starting to just not feel comfortable or whatever wording you want to use with that. Does that make yeah. sense? I feel like I would start yeah. there, hear whatever the explanation is, which it might be the ex-wife, whatever. Um, and then from there, maybe I would bring up like, you know, I have noticed there's like a lot of things here that belong to your ex-wife or maybe the last girlfriend you had. Um, how would you feel about like getting cleaning this stuff up and like getting it out of here and and possibly making room for my things is maybe what I would throw in. Yeah, I... I like the idea of kind of asking how he would feel about making more space for her stuff and and kind of like cleaning out. I think I would probably mention both the hair in the tub and the lingerie in the nightstand drawer in the she same sentence. Yeah, I thought it was underwear. Or was it just she didn't clothes? She didn't say underwear. Did I, I found did a I bunch of women's up? clothing. Okay, so the clothing. Sorry, I guess I made that up. Um, so... And the reason I think that I probably would bring them both up in the same thing is because I 
I would feel awkward or like getting myself into a situation where let's say I just bring up the hair in the tub and then he says, oh, so-and-so stayed here, as you, as you know, must be hers. And then I would feel like I'd have to say, well, also. And I would want to avoid that like double down or like escalation, I guess. So I, pro- I probably personally would just put it all up front. And you don't even have to say, I saw the hair in the tub and therefore started investigating. Like you could just say like, I have so to So how do you say you, you look through his stuff though? I feel like that makes sense. If you go, look, it kind of made me spiral. I looked like in the nightstand drawers and stuff and I found like other women's clothing and I don't think it's your ex-wives and like I'm in a bit of an anxiety spiral right now. So like I need you to explain this stuff to me. Yeah, that totally works. Because I don't I don't see how you're like, and I saw these clothes without without being like, I snooped through your stuff. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I guess I mean, I guess it was more like, I don't think I would need to take him through every step of the investigation. But like, but yeah, obviously you're going to have to say where you found the clothes. But I, yeah, I think I'd put it all up front in the one, in the one um, kind of question. And knowing that you've talked to him about your past experiences, he's been very supportive about reassuring you. Like, it sounds like you guys have that trust built in. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to make her <laughs> go into like more of a panic and assuming that this person, you know, is cheating or could be cheating. Because I feel like all this stuff, there is a very reasonable explanation. And a lot of times, yeah. especially especially because men typically have less clothes and stuff for as, than women do. It's like he probably didn't even need the storage, so hasn't even thought to like go through it and get rid of stuff. Do you, do you watch Love is Blind? I do, yeah. I haven't seen every season, there, but I've seen a lot of it. There was a guy in the most recent season. I think it was Love is Blind. There was a guy in the most recent season where it was. Um, it was Stacy and Izzy. Yeah. Yeah. Where he like had this, the drawer of like all the old stuff. And he was like, oh yeah, that's my drawer of like people's shit. And she was like, why the fuck do you have this drawer? And he thought it was like just the, the smallest thing possible that he has that stuff. Yeah. He was just like, I just throw it in this place. That's just there. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'll throw it away. Whatever. Some trophy or some girl you hooked up with. It's like, I don't know. You have someone left a pair of earrings. I throw it in the drawer. If they contact me to get them back, I know where it is. It's in the drawer. Yeah. So, and I think I would, so yeah, I would, I think I'd bring it up in that sense of like, Hey, you know, I, I saw this and you, you know, I have, you know, kind of been affected by this stuff in the past and I found this clothing and I just, you know, what's up with this and see what he says. And, you know, hopefully you know him well enough that you'll be able to tell from his reaction and you know if he starts sweating on contact yeah and i guess uh the next wife next time the ex-wife is there because she's in a fight with her boyfriend you could be like hey how about you have her look through her stuff and take her stuff out of there i do think it is really reasonable to then regardless of the answer right like let's say he's like oh shit i didn't know i forgot those were there whatever to say like i'd like to make some room for my stuff maybe we can use that drawer like kind of like you know reset the space a little bit i think that's totally reasonable yeah, I doubt I doubt there's any like emotional attachment to stuff there. I think he probably just hasn't thought to go through it. Agreed. And if and if this whole relationship with the ex-wife is cool, have him contact her and be like, Hey, I'm going through cleaning out my stuff. I think I have a bunch yeah. of things that are yours. You want to come over, look through it, like whatever. Totally, you know. Totally legit. I agree. But yeah, you just gotta you you gotta talk to them about this. Cause yeah. another thing I thought with the shower, <laughs> it's like this has happened in my own house where my mom's like, mm. we just cleaned all the bathrooms. 
And it's like, especially if I come home and I'm visiting for a night, she's like, shower in my shower because like, I'm going to have to clean that in a few days anyway. Don't shower in a different one because <laughs> now I have to clean two. You know what I mean? Like there's this like cleaning mentality that's like, all right. So that's what could be another reasonable explanation. If it was the ex-wife, yeah. it's like, all right, it wasn't the public bathroom, but if it's like, I shower in here, so does my daughter. It's one shower I have to clean. Yeah. Or the only place where there's a bathtub because oftentimes the primary bath is the only place where there's like a tub. Oh yeah. I didn't even think and of that. You know, yeah, there's a tub. Some people like their baths. Personally, I think, I I one, think all this is, but... there's a reasonable explanation, I would assume. Because it doesn't sound yeah. like there's any other signs she has. No, not at all. Not at all. So thank you. Thank you for Let us know how questions. the conversation goes. Yes. Let us know. I always love doing these ones. It's fun. Yes. I know. I love these. I want to do more listener question apps. They're so good. And uh, that's what we have for today. So please keep us updated. Send in your questions. Findingmrheight.com slash podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Bye.